Hey, what's up, y'all? Man, it's been a minute since I recorded. So, uh, I was trying to record earlier, but I had a phone call and that interrupted. Which is kind of annoying because, I mean, I'm kind of in my thoughts and stuff. Anyways, this episode is not going to be touching on anything specific. I'm going to kind of jump around and just kind of talk about my experiences and, you know, like leaving that abusive, you know, situation and stuff. So, first of all, I want to say thank you for listening. I can see that I'm getting more listeners, and I hope that whoever listens, it helps. I don't care about publicity. I care about humanity, and I have a lot of compassion for people, and I want people to be helped. If that can help you, then great. If not, then find another podcast, I guess. Um, Hurt people hurt people, all right? Like, that's, I'm sure you've heard that before. Um. There's no, like, secret there. But some hurt people don't are not actually out to hurt people. Me, I am a very hurt and broken individual who has done a lot of work over the past four years to get to where I am now, like, emotionally. It might not seem that way because I don't have fancy car, I don't have fancy this, I don't have a ton of money in my bank account, but in my opinion... Getting your mental health and emotional health right and getting to that point where you are maturing and growing, that is more important to me than any materialistic thing anybody could ever buy or give or take from someone. (coughs) I used to project my hurt onto people. That was me. I was, I'm very ashamed to say that, but I would do that. I would lash out. Okay. And I was not in the right mind frame because I didn't love myself. I didn't love myself to go and get that help. And I realized looking back now that that probably helped end my marriage like four years ago. Like it did. Yeah. I started on this journey four years ago and I ended up with somebody who was pretty abusive emotionally and psychologically and he is the type of person that will just fuck it say fuck everything just do what they want and not be there for themselves or anybody else I'm not on that I'm 36 years old I'm not trying to be with no man child I'm just gonna say it now I have kind of not totally come to peace with things that have happened between me and him we have talked a lot and I think that it is good to sit down and get closure and gain perspective and gain another person's perspective and try to well there's a child involved as well so you know you have to kind of work things out there too there's a lot of stuff in the mix a lot of emotions there's one thing that I will not allow myself to do I will not allow myself to give up what I've worked for the last couple months he has been out of my life no, I will not allow to be, I will not be drugged down. I will not be, um, I will not chase after anybody. I know my worth and I've put up boundaries to protect myself. And when you set boundaries to somebody and they end up not liking you because of it, that means it's because they can't manipulate you anymore. Something healthy you know, I want something healthy. Somebody that can help me grow. Somebody I can encourage somebody else 
grow and somebody I can help grow as well. And I just, I really wish that there came a time in my life where I would say, fuck it all. Like, I wish I could just move out in the country, away from people, and just deal with my own shit. Like, I really, really, really do. But that's not the case. I can't do that. I, I know that you guys are thinking, damn, she's right. Like, I wish I could fucking, I wish I could fucking go as well. Um, I had to sit with that pain. So, when I tell you that, I mean, in my past podcast, I said, you know, I was totally done with this person. He hadn't even been gone yet. And drugs was the ultimate thing that he, excuse me was the ultimate thing that kind of pushed me to that point where I was like, look, you know, I deserve better and this child deserves better. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies over here. And so I talked about having an anxious attachment style. That's me. And I'm trying to become more secure in my attachment style and not feel that abandonment you know, that was brought on by my childhood and just kind of go with the flow and not try to fix things. And because, you know, when, when kids grow up like that, that dysfunction, like I was talking about, that's all they know. So they're going to naturally want to try to fix it. They're going to just want to run and try to fix things no matter what it costs them. Um, I still don't quite, like, understand completely how I got to this point. But I had to sit down with my own pain and my own heartache. I couldn't run to any man. I didn't want to go fill a void with sex. I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to sit with the pain and decide that I no longer wanted to do that anymore. This person is in back in my life again, but it's not, it's very different this time. Um, it's not, uh, we kind of have to work together. I mean, that's, we have to, that we don't have a choice. Um, but it's not like that. It is different. Um, it was a conscious decision, but with boundaries and Here, here's the thing. After you've been hurt by somebody for so many times, over and over, and, you know, they suddenly regret what they did and they want to come back and all this stuff, you can't trust that person anymore. You can't be like, okay, let's do it. No, I can't. I cannot do it. I absolutely wanted to fix things. And I spent so long trying to fix things. But it didn't work. And I know that it would never work. You know, I... 
there comes a there comes a point where you can't you have to decide to walk away and let go and i did i walked away and i let go and i knew you know i knew what he was out doing i knew that he was trying to fill a void and i know that he was out doing other shit and whatever and my god that was so painful like why wouldn't it be there's this person that i cared about so much that i was loyal to who didn't want to that showed me that he wasn't going to fix himself and all of a sudden he wants to come back how sorry he is i do feel like he does have regrets and that he maybe sees a different perspective and I'm pretty sure he did care about our relationship. And maybe he did love me and he still does. But <laughs> love's not enough. I listened to my earlier podcast called Love Is Not Enough. And you will hear. Oh, because I love you. You should totally tolerate my fucking behavior. The fuck I will. No. Get out of my life. Take your ass to the door and leave. No. I'm not on this shit. I'm not for this baby shit. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not. Now, if you ask any one of my friends, they'll be like, yeah, Molly's a pretty strong, dominant woman. Like, that's just who she is. She has a very dominant personality, and a lot of guys don't like that. That In fact, they hate it. I can be controlling sometimes, absolutely. Everybody can. But people, what they what they don't want to see is the fact that they don't like to they don't like it in a woman because they don't they feel like they're going to be dominated by that woman, which is not true. That's not really something that they just can't handle it. They cannot handle it. I have spent my whole life. Just kind of pleasing other people and helping out just to keep the peace. Because I, I remember trying to do that when I was a young kid. How many times I had to keep the peace from my mom when I was only eight years old. Just so that our dad wouldn't like fuck shit up around the house and like beat me and beat her. Like I'll never forget that. That's something that I never wanted for my life and I'm not going to have that. I want something healthy and real and honest and supportive and that's why I say that love is never enough. It is never going to be enough. And don't you ever think it is. Because it's not going to be. Just because somebody loves you does not mean that they value you. Somebody can love and care for you and not respect you. Or you can say, oh, well, if somebody loved me, then they should respect me. Wrong. You can have that deep feeling of love for someone. And that deep feeling of, like, I care for them. But they can also be disrespectful as fuck to you. So watch your back. And, you know, stick up for yourself and set boundaries. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to. It's completely 100% up to you. I was taught a little bit about boundaries um, after the age of 10. But not much. It was kind of like a blur to me. I kind of kept a lot of things inside. I mean, my, um, my, my dad died at 10. And then I was the next, well, no, I think he died at nine. I can't, well, no, he died when I was 10. And by the next year I had already been 
into a children's home, trying to grieve the loss of my father, moved to Florida, and adopted by my aunt and uncle within one year. And to me, I was so grateful, but I remember feeling like... I remember feeling at such a young age, like, oh my God, do I, is this real? Do I deserve this? At 11, do I deserve all this happiness in my life? Is this really happiness? Is, it, is this real? Is this going to last or is something just going to fuck shit up again? Like, that's how I always thought. And that, people, is PTSD. When you're waiting for something to be wrecked, that is PTSD. And I think that's why people with the anxious attachment style forms in childhood gets worse in adulthood if they don't regulate their well, not regulate when they don't respond corrective when they don't respond correctly to their thinking. Yes, anything can happen at any time. Yes. Our job isn't to control it. Our job is to adapt to it and respond to it. That's what it's about. I know, God, so many of you that are listening have had problems in relationships and they, um, you don't want to love again. And I, and I get it. I don't. I'm becoming more comfortable with myself and becoming comfortable with being alone. And that is an amazing thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm sad. I cry myself to sleep a lot over this heartbreak. But that's pretty common and pretty normal for a heartbreak. Especially one that was... I felt like it was very traumatic for me. Now, he is still angry at me for kicking him out. And that's fine. He can be angry. But I know I did the right thing. What gets me is... How can somebody say they love you... And then go try to fill the void with another person. No. That don't fly with me. I'm not going to put up with that shit. I'm way too strong for most people. And they don't like it. And they can go on their happy way and be with whoever the fuck they want to be with. Yeah, I'm dropping the F-bomb a lot. Sorry, y'all. Look, I'm just going to leave you with this. Sorry this jumped around a lot, but I kind of had to like come on here. And talk. Things are definitely becoming a little bit more peaceful between me and him, and that's you know something that that I wanted. I didn't want <clears throat> all this anger and animosity between me and him, and in balance because of a child. There's no way to have you know I mean peaceful visitation and peaceful conversations and respectful conversations are all I want. That's what I what I want. And that's what I need. Nothing more. No flaunting of the other person in each other's face. No childlike stuff that he did. God, it hurt like hell. God, it hurt. But did I react? No. I did not. Reacting is so important. Our lives revolve around reactions. Communication is a reaction. Excuse me. 99.9% of what we have, what happened to us 
and 1% is how we react to it. Our initial reaction to something traumatic is actually our real, like, true reaction. Everything after that actually is probably a subconscious thought process that we haven't addressed yet. And because we think, I thought I was almost done, right? We think, you know, traumatic event happens. We react to it. That's our initial response is our truest response. After that, we are overthinking. We are very anxious individuals. And what do you have left? You have thoughts that aren't being addressed. Then feelings that you don't know where they came from because you didn't address your thoughts. And then your behaviors follow. It's called cognitive processing. Everybody should do it, whether they've been in a traumatic event or not. I believe that people's behaviors are based on their childhood. Most of them. Or the traumatic events that they've been through. Here's the thing, though. You can't make an excuse. Your childhood, I, I, you know, your childhood was not your responsibility, and it's very unfortunate. However, when you grow up to be an adult, it becomes your responsibility. And a lot of those adults, like myself, were lost. Didn't know how to handle shit. I didn't know why I was anxious all the time. No. But I did the work. I did a lot of fixing. And I'm still growing. I'm still growing to be the best version of myself for somebody and for myself and for this little girl in my life. I want her to have a beautiful life that she deserves and I will give it to her. Not necessarily with material things, but with trips and me helping her through helping her cope with life, being creative, being there for her, loving her, sharing beautiful moments with her. That's what I love. That's what I live for every single day. Watching a movie with her. Seeing her smile. I love her. Life isn't all about material things. It's about being there for people that you love. And never letting them go. Alright. You guys have a good day. And I hope that you like this. Bye.